0: Welcome to the Tim Burns Show. I'm your host, Tim Burns, the common man with common sense and an uncommon desire to know the truth. Wow. Anything going on today? Well, there certainly is. And since it's relatively my job to pay attention to this stuff, and I can tell you, I've done a lot of, I pay a lot of attention. I do a lot of homework. And here I thought I knew everything. Well, what's going on? Yes. Hillary in front of the Benghazi committee. I tell you, Trey Gowdy. He is a professional. His background is a prosecutor. And as this thing was starting to unfold, I my wife was I can't believe she watched that first three hours until the lunch break. But I mentioned that i think that trey gowdy is easing into this with questions that are relatively general at this point because somewhere down the road today with the questions he asks in the beginning he's going to probably use as a trap for questions that will be upcoming and my wife said That's exactly what I think. I think this is just preparing her to catch her in, well, let's call it discrepancies at this point. Now, what are we going to hear tonight on your local media? The deadhead media starting with the top three, ABC, NBC, CBS, continuing with MSNBC and CNN. What do you think you are going to hear well every democrat that was on that committee following republican questions every democrat said the same framing of the issue was going on and that is this is a prosecution trey gowdy is just prosecuting Hillary Clinton, uh, Trey Gowdy, this is all a partisan $4.2, 4500000 million has been spent on this political procedure. All of these things you're going to hear. You're going to hear a bunch of Democrats probably on your news tonight and their quotes. And the one that really stood out with, there's nothing new there. And I'm going to guess. That you will also hear tape because right at the end, before lunch break, there was a pretty good back and forth between Trey Gowdy and Elijah Cummings, who is the defender in chief on that committee for Hillary Clinton. And he goes, well, he goes nuts as far as I'm concerned. The Democrats, I can tell you one thing just like they've done in the past when they disagree with some sort of hearing that's going on, they just don't show up. When they know the deadhead media is not going to cover it, they won't even show up because then they it's follows true. The deadhead media doesn't cover it, but they got to be here for this. This is Hillary up in front of this committee. So the Democrats have to be on board with their list of questions. Those Democrats are there for one reason to create sound bites. And I'm sure you'll see a soliloquy of sound bites from each Democrat on that committee and then ending with Elijah Cummings going through going nuts. That's what it's for, to create the impression. Now, the one that stood out was by uh, somebody Smith, I believe, out of Washington. And his statement was, oh, we've heard all this. And to be honest, I don't even think to be honest. He didn't say that. Be honest. (laughs) That's for sure because he's not being honest. It's all to create sound bites. And he said, there's nothing new there. Well, I can tell you again, I pay really close attention. I think I've heard it all, done the homework on it all. And I learned a whole bunch of new stuff today. So when that Democrat comes out and says, there's nothing new there, well, I learned something new. And I pay, again, I pay very close attention to this stuff. Now, let's start with just some facts that stood out as I wrote down notes here. I'm not sure I have them in the right order. But the whole idea of Hillary's excuse of the emails and how much you email and everything that's in these emails is that the ex- Hillary's general answer was, well, those emails don't tell the whole story because I didn't do most of my business was not done on emails. That was her quote. Well, let's take 60,000 emails and let's take the time she was secretary of state. 09 to 13, 48 months, March of 09 to February of, of 2013. That's 48 months. 60,000 emails divided by 48 months is 1,200 a month. That's 41 emails a day. Now that's in an eight hour time span. That is five emails an hour. Now, of course, she's not on an eight hour a day when it comes to her emails. But the idea that she can come out and say, most of my business was not done on email. She didn't have time to do business any other way. She was too busy emailing. Then one congresswoman comes out after Trey Gowdy gave his opening statement, very powerful and very generic. It really wasn't accusatory. It was all about we're here to find out the information from you. Now, I'm going to tell you, there's a couple of headlines just breaking. Now, I'll get to them later as I cross the bridge with what I heard today. 2011, here comes a congresswoman. Pardon if I don't know her name. But she said, well, let me show you something, Mrs. Clinton. She takes out a stack piled about 10 inches high and then takes another stack piled about an inch high. These were her emails regarding Benghazi that they've separated and sorted and put into a pile. In 2011, and remember, 2011, that gap that was created where two months of emails simply disappeared. This was the unfolding of the Benghazi strategy, Clinton's Benghazi strategy wasn't the president's Benghazi strategy. It was her. And you've heard me say, in a general sense, you've heard me say time after time, this was her chance to be commander-in-chief for a day and run her own little war without letting the president know I had made mention about a Pentagon official who saw what was going on, getting intelligence reports from over there in Libya about what she was doing and asked, does the president know what she's doing over there? So there was no communication. This was not detailed communication with President Obama. Whether President Obama said, all right, well, you want to run a little show down there, go ahead. You have full reign. I don't think that happened. That's why the Pentagon would say, does the president even know what's going on? This was an attempt. This was all, yeah, everybody talks about the Benghazi committee being all about politics and partisan politics. Hillary Clinton's entire Secretary of State tenure was all about politics. It was all about a presidential election, it was all about a resume enhancement. Why she's got plenty of domestic experience. She was the, she she tried Hillary Care, which I'm wondering why she hasn't taken credit for Obamacare. Well, you know what? If Obamacare had worked, she would have said, "Well, Obamacare was the model that I created, Hillary Care." Back when me and my husband took Washington D.C. by storm. Now she she won't say that, but she does have it. She was the first lady. For eight years, that alone must be great for a presidential resume. The one thing's missing through her whole experience in Washington, D.C., and in Arkansas, is she has no foreign policy experience. And as many times as you get on jets and give speeches and roam around the world, putting all that mileage on there and showing up to places, just because, like Carly Fiorina said, She looks at the travel as the accomplishment when she got absolutely nothing done. So she sees that it's time, it's 09, it's 10, it's now 11. We see the entire Mideast erupting, all this supposed Arab Spring going on. And yet even with the stuff that happened in Syria, disaster, and the stuff that's starting to happen, here comes in Egypt, that's turning into a disaster. Well, here comes Libya. And Hillary wants to make sure she gets credit for being commander-in-chief for a day. Running her own little operation. Until what? Until it started to go bad. Not only did she abandon it, but that final straw in the abandonment was leaving those people high and dry on the ground. So, in 2011, Benghazi-related emails, 765 cycled through Hillary. In 2012, when it's really starting to get bad, you would think that email would go up even higher. Uh Uh-oh, we're having trouble. I need to ask some people. We need to get some advice. We need to put a lot of heads to work on this. We got to make sure that Libya turns out right, that they truly have a situation that moves, that transitions from the old world to the to our version of a new world. 70 in 2012, 67 total emails. When the proverbial crap is hitting the fan. There's no more communication regarding it. She saw the writing on the wall. And it was time to gracefully or lack thereof, ease out of this situation, hoping she could still. You think she's going to be able to promote her foreign policy as part of her presidential resume when she becomes a nominee and starts to run? I don't think so. Why her war, or when that war started to go bad, she just simply dropped the ball like she had never been involved with it in the first place. And again, the final straw, ignoring all the pleas for security. You know, we've heard that there's, what, tens, dozens, maybe. In testimony today, as I get my notes, (laughs) that I've written all of 600 requests were made over a time period. But they never made it to Hillary Clinton. She said none of those ever made it to her. She trusted. And Mike Pompeo, I played tape of him on Monday from Meet the Press. Well, he kind of continued that line today regarding the fact that the ARBs, as they're called, I don't know what it stands for, but it is stating what State Department policy is and who. Response who is responsible and where the buck stops. Those ARBs, and he was specifically today quoting about the 98 ARB under the Clinton administration. These were the policies. It is the Secretary of State who is in the loop on everything. She's at the big table on everything. That's her job to know everything or whoever's, his or hers job. This is just standard procedure from a State Department, a la these ARBs. She's trying to play cute with this. At one thing, she says, well, I trust the people down below to make these decisions and not get involved. And yet, when they tried to involve her, she she simply ignored it. There's also, well, we'll get to the Cindy Blumenthal stuff because it's, it's pretty, I thought I had learned In fact, I am sure now that the New York Times has learned something that they had no idea of because this big long article about how email her email story, this is something I printed out before these hearings started. New York Times, how the email story has changed, how she opted for convenience, How she said it would be easier to carry just one device when, in fact, she was using multiple devices. How she said it wasn't my best choice, but it was allowed by the State Department. Really? A server? You didn't even bother to ask anybody. Let's not kid ourselves. At the end of the day, I am sorry that this has been confusing to people. In other words, we're all stupid. Remember, it's our fault. For not understanding the complexities and sophistication of being a Clinton, remember they're above the crowd. They're above the. They're the elite of the elite, and that is why Bill Clinton had no problem using the system for political, well quid pro quos political. It's it was all about the money for them. But Hillary's service as Secretary of State was all about the resume. If I can just add this foreign policy experience, I will be unbeatable. I, I don't even need it, really. I'll be unbeatable as a candidate anyway. I'm the inevitable next up in line, and everybody in America is ready for the first woman president. Uh, she, uh, Mrs. Clinton said, what I did was allowed, it was allowed by the State Department. The State Department has confirmed that. There is no classified material, so I'm certainly well aware of the classification requirement. This plain cute with the idea of being marked or unmarked is just ridiculous because anybody who has any wherewithal, any, well, any beans inside between the ears understands when they see something, they know. And on, in fact, if it comes from a classified, like she said, I receive classified on the classified system. Well, if it's on the classified system and an email comes from the classified system, you have to presume it's classified information. It doesn't need to be marked whatsoever. But, of course, we're going to see we've heard this over and over. Re- the emails Mrs. Clinton received were not marked at the time as classified All right, so I am pretty sure we're going to end up talking about this all hour. And it's pretty important because what, again, what happened in that first three and a half hours and then the next before I headed in here was very powerful, very revealing. I learned something new. You think you're going to get that from your media coverage tonight when you get home? Don't bet on it. All right, we'll be right back on The Tim Burns Show here on 810KLVZ. Tim Burns for Nominal Exhibit Services. You know, big business is done at these conventions, and if you are already participating in your industry's convention, and somehow it just isn't working right, maybe your venue has moved from one city to the next, and labor is a complete hassle. You know what it takes to have smooth logistics. I encourage you to give Nominal Exhibit Services a call at 303-901-9090. One phone call does it all. They manage the entire process. So again, take the hassles out. Call Nominal. 303-901-9090. Three oh three nine oh one ninety ninety. Hey John, what's up? Hey Dave, I'm going to get Sue something from this really cool jewelry website. What's the special occasion? There isn't one, but I was talking to Hank and he said he went to JT Jewelry and got Jill something and funny story, he was watching a movie and heard the line, The key to a woman's heart is an unexpected gift at an unexpected time. He goes to JT Jewelry and not only got her a pair of earrings, he got her a pendant too. He gives her the earrings and she loved them. A few minutes later, he gives her the pendant and tells her, Let's go to the jewelry store and get fitted into a necklace that It's just the way you want it. He got her two pieces of jewelry? (laughs) Yeah, he said the prices were so good he couldn't resist. But the story gets better. They went to a company outing and the boss's wife saw the pendant and just loved it. Jill was a hit of the party. That must have made him feel good. Good, Hank said the night might have been even better than his wedding night. (laughs) (laughs) What's that website again? JT-Jewelry.com All right, welcome back here. Uh, Getting back to the New York Times articles, because this will set up, again, the New York Times, if they had their people listening to these hearings, I'm sure, well, I'm not sure they're shocked, but I'm sure some ears perked up thinking, wow, we're the ones supposed to be the ones who do the homework, and we have all the insiders to be able to get all the information possible. Again, the New York Times has a, well, I'm going to assume a love-hate relationship with the Clintons right now, and especially Hillary Clinton, because they think she's one of the Washington insiders and that she's not left enough for the, for the New York Times. So there's been an occasional angst grind against Hillary Clinton from the New York Times recently in the last year or so. And uh, Hillary says that we went through a process to identify all my work-related emails. (laughs) The funny thing is, like Mike Pompeo said on Meet the Press when he was asked by Chuck Todd, this is amazing how long this is going on. This investigation has gone on longer than Watergate, Iran-Contra, this, that, this, that, all these other investigations gone longer like he was trapping Mike Pompeo a Republican out of Kansas in the House of Representatives on the Benghazi committee. And Mike Pompeo was like, yes, the Democrats have been saying that. But to be honest, Chuck, it's even worse. Why? Because we have somebody we couldn't get any emails in a timely manner, including the obvious 30,000 emails that she destroyed. And he was pretty good today too. I have absolute confidence, Hillary said, that everything could be in any that everything that could be in any way connected to work is now in the possession of the State Department. Well, that's playing cute with things. It was disclosed in June that there were fifteen emails between Mrs. Clinton and her longtime advisor, Sidney Blumenthal. Now there's a couple of headlines that are relatively breaking. Gaudi grills over Blumenthal influence on Libya. uh, I just did some quick math. 765 plus 67 in just two years. The communication between Hillary and Sidney Blumenthal in just two years divided by the 60,000 total emails now, if you want to take it a step further and say it's 30,000 emails because she destroyed 60,000, well, I'm going to presume in some of those destroyed ones, there's more. But just the ones, let's take the raw number, 60,000 emails. There is roughly a solid 800-plus emails between Sidney Blumenthal and Hillary in two years, 2011, 2012. That's 1.5% of the 60,000 let's just do it with half the ones that were the other ones that were destroyed the 30,000 that were available that represents 3% of all of the he- emails Hillary was doing remember most of them were finding out where the baby party's going to be the the baby shower's going to be and and talking about their mo- her mother and and uh, these kinds of personal family type stuff take away all of the Clinton Foundation-related emails. Well, you can't because Sidney Blumenthal is right in the mix there. As Trey Gowdy pointed out, he said, and it was really, I wish I could have gotten some tape and been prepared for some tape, but there was just, I had to pay attention instead of doing this, uh, instead of trying to get the actual tape. But Gowdy gets up there and talks about the fact that Sidney Blumenthal seemingly has your ear. He is your sole advisor you're getting advice from him he's the one passing you classified information were you able and you kept that secret from everybody else nobody else was privy to all that stuff brings up all of his business dealings and then he says now hillary clinton didn't you try and get Sidney blumenthal a job at the state department When you assume secretary of state. And I don't think she gave a yes or a no. So Trey Gowdy, I think there was quite a few I do recall. I don't recall scenarios. I don't remember scenarios. Typical. So he refreshed her memory. Yes. He applied for a State Department and the Obama administration turned him down. Why? Because they knew he was a political hack. So then he asked her, Gowdy asks Hillary, uh, by the way, do you know where he works? Uh, well, I'm not sure. Uh, he has multiple consulting jobs. Uh, is one of those consulting jobs, isn't it with the Clinton? Doesn't, uh, oh, oh no, she says, she says uh, he's done some work for my husband in the past. Well, isn't it true he actually works at the Clinton Foundation? Yes. And is it true he also works at Media Matters and uh, another one of these uh, far left quasi pseudo newspapers or online news outlets? So you got Sidney Blumenthal, works for the Clinton Foundation works for Media Matters, and anybody who knows anything about Media Matters know exactly who they are and what they do. So he's paid by, he's right in the loop to make sure the propaganda is approved, and he probably had full approval for that. He is the political hack. Remember, he's the guy who said Monica Lewinsky is a stalker. Before they found the blue dress. So we've got. uh, uh, (laughs) We've got in two year period of time. Three percent of all of the emails. That didn't get destroyed. Are from Sidney Blumenthal. He's right in the middle of things. And his. They were talking about emails. Where it's mentioning to Hillary about business dealings he's got going on. This is exactly why. Hillary's job as Secretary of State was about creating business through tragedy, through chaos, through the Arab Spring falling apart, specifically to Libya. Sidney Blumenthal had a couple of business deals he wanted to plug in to the Clinton Foundation. And in order to have those deals really work, all you need is Bill Clinton to go out there and put his stamp of approval on it. Uh, The Clinton testimony, specific emails regarding what is our mission from two staffers on the ground in Libya. They had no idea what the whole game plan was. It's a fly by the seat of your pants kind of strategy that was going on. Again, nobody else knew. Everybody who was anybody who needed to be informed was not informed because this was about Hillary doing what she wanted to do to enhance that resume for a presidential run. But the bottom line is it went bad and she abandoned it, including she even talks about it. 10 8 at night. She is informed. Wait till I get to this stuff. The, uh, and again, of course, these two staffers and this was classic. I mean, this is just so classic of uh let's get, let's get this one here first. Uh this was uh, again supposed to be the shining moment and it became a total political liability for her. Now, we've got an email that either Trey Gowdy brought up or one of the congress people brought up obviously on the Republican side, because the Democrats were spending too much time saying there's no there there, this is partisan, you know all the words. These were two staffers underneath Hillary Clinton who were told, uh, who asked, what is our mission in Libya? We, We just need some heads up. We need to know what the strategy is so we can be a part of this. Well, apparently they weren't supposed to be in the loop. These were two upper staffers In Hillary's mind, and what she told the committee is they were not part of her staff. And as the one guy says, he says, Well, hold it. They're part of the State Department. They're part of the whole they're part of everybody who works underneath you. Oh, I have no recollection of those emails. On top of that. Well, we'll get to this right after the break. This just think lowest learner IRS. We'll be right back on the Tim Burns Show. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster, I'm making beef sliders for my friend Sandy. Nana taught me to always pull meat off the grill early so it's extra juicy. Use a food thermometer to ensure ground beef is 160 degrees, or you could make people really sick. Sandy didn't think twice about the slider she ate until yoga class, when a nasty case of food poisoning turned her downward-facing dog into upward-moving lunch. Watch Recipes for Disaster at FoodSafety.gov and learn the steps Maria unwittingly leaves out. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Students, when I call the reason for your absences throughout the years, please exit the auditorium without your high school diploma. Too tired? Family trip? Sick day? Starting the holidays early. Starting in the sixth grade, students who miss 18 days or more of school in a year for any reason will fall behind and risk not graduating high school. How many days of school has your child missed this year? Absences add up. Keep track at boostattendance.org. Brought to you by the US Army and the Ed Council. Tim Burns for DoggyDogWorldRescue.com. Are you looking for an adoptable pet that's been rescued from abandonment or abuse? You know, there's a lot of different dogs out there. You can get a dog that goes from abandonment and abuse to a cage and then to you. That will never happen at DoggyDogWorldRescue.com. Why? Because they have a great rehabilitation system that helps the animal find who itself is. So I encourage you, anywhere on the front range, if you're looking for a dog, go to DoggyDogWorldRescue.com. All right. uh, Getting back to this New York Times article, because they're going to learn a lot today, too, and they should have a pretty good long article on all of the updates to the information they provided in this particular article Uh, regarding the... Remember, Hillary had come out and said that she didn't even start using her email server till March of 2009 when she actually took the office of Secretary of State when she was hired and started her first day on the job. Well, it was pointed out the Defense Department discovered a chain of emails from January, two months previous to that, between Mrs. Clinton's email account and David Petraeus. Mrs. Clinton revised her statement. There was about a month where I didn't have everything already on the server and we went back, tried to, you know, recover what we could recover. So the dog ate it. The dog ate the homework. <laughs> This is somebody who wants to be president. Good grief. Clinton's campaign inaccurately stated after the email account was revealed that she had started using it in March when we were asked to help the State Department make sure they had everything from other secretaries of state, not just me. This whole idea that all the other secretaries of state did what she did before her. I played you that tape weeks ago regarding Clint, uh, uh, Colin Powell saying he redid the entire communications a la this brand-new technology and email and incorporating it. He said we had a classified system and an unclassified system. Classified stuff was done under the classified system. So Hillary, even if she was getting information from .gov people in the State Department, From the classified side of things, she knew they were classified. None of those emails needed to be marked. Period. End of story. If she really wants to tend to that, and you people who want to support Hillary Clinton, you will support the most inept, got to be the most, well, should we dare say, stupid? Is she really that stupid? Is she really that inept? Is she really that? Unsmart? No. She knew exactly what was going on. She knew exactly what she was trying to accomplish. And she knew because she had to make sure that the inner relationship between her tenure as, a, as Secretary of State and the relationship she had with her husband, and now bring in Sidney Blumenthal, winging deals, trying to get bills powerful influence involved in putting deals together. Make a donation. I'll give a speech, pay me for the speech, and I'll show you which door to walk through. That's Bill Clinton's at $200 million plus they've made for milking the system. Clinton's aides suggested in March that she turned, this is the last paragraph that I clipped out from the New York Times article, And this is pretty good, actually. Clinton's aide suggested in March that she turned over her emails as a result of a routine record-keeping effort by the State Department. So she just made requests to the State Department, and they finally got off their duffs, worked their way through the confusion of trying to keep records straight. A great, (laughs) that is the prime characteristic of government. Ineptness in efficiency. In fact, the effort to gather her emails took place as part of the State Department's response to the congressional investigation. The only reason we ever, the State Department never, and I talked about this weeks ago too, months ago. The State Department would have dragged its feet as long as possible to protect one of their own, and it would have ended up well. You know, uh, I guess it just like some of those devices that <laughs> Hillary's aides had. Oh, it looks like the the old Blackberries got destroyed or erased or what? Everything. Once you use up something, it gets thrown away. Instead of having in, records in perpetuity, so we know the only reason we got emails is because of this investigation now the clinton testimony back to this stuff uh oh getting back to the fact that two staffers higher up staffers asking what is our mission not getting any kind of response and when hillary came back and the democrat took over after the republican asks the questions The Democrat, Hillary, doesn't even have to say this. Let me follow up on what uh, my Republican friend said. Claims of Hillary trusting those professionals. Well, these two staff members were part of that trust of professionals. She never even got their emails. She can't have it both ways. She trusts her professional staff, supposedly underneath her. She doesn't want to micromanage. She doesn't want to reach down as she showed us. But yet at the same time, she ignores them. So here comes the Dem and he describes these. He wants to re-clarify. And I promise you, if this is a big thing, they won't get this deep in our deadhead media coverage. But if they did get this deep regarding this specific issue, the Democrat immediately comes out and describes them as, quote, Two fairly junior level staffers. Do you remember that picture? Back from the lowest learner. Back when it initially broke that. In the Cincinnati office, it was two underlings who were really just winging it on their own, and they're really responsible. Nobody above them had any indication, any clue. They had no knowledge that tea party organization applications for tax free tax exempt status were being held up there was no plan and if there was it was these two guy these two staffers in cincinnati same excuse is being used now as the, you know the one thing you can count on is the democrats love to follow standard operative procedure models that they know the deadhead media were run with It's going to be very interesting to see how the news is portrayed tonight, because there was some there was some startling new information. Now, if Chris Steven, this was another thing brought up. You got Sidney Blumenthal. As Hillary called him, a friend. Oh, he's just a friend. Oh, we've talked. Hey, he's been our buddy forever. Yeah, he does all of our. Well, she didn't say this, but he does all of our dirty work. He keeps us heads up. He gives us the talking points we need. And he's part of, well, he works at Media Matters or has a consulting fee at Media Matters. Why does he have a consulting fee at Media Matters? Because he gets to plant information exactly the way the Clintons want it portrayed in Media Matters or the other one, something about a truth or something. I forget what it was called. Sorry, I didn't write it down. And if Chris Stevens, she called a good friend, guess what? No emails. Why didn't he have your email address if he was supposedly a good friend and all your good friends get access to your email system? And if you were so concerned, how come your friend, Chris Stevens, didn't have your direct email address, instead had to go through State Department and have it forwarded to you, well, guess where all those emails probably ended up? In a gigantic cul-de-sac where they were never going to be found, and if they were, they didn't mean anything. 20 emails requested security, which were obviously ignored. All of this stuff was going on And we know exactly why. If we want to be realistic and thoughtful and lay out all the information and put all the pieces of the puzzle on the table, again, I frame it in a very, well, in a very not detailed manner. But, again, she was down there as a resume enhancement. She was Secretary of State to pad her resume for a presidential run. That's the only reason. And the big bonus was that she got to help her husband with another $100 million into the kitty, into the bank. Here's one more headline that just broke. Hillary told Chelsea that terrorists were behind the attack. This information I'm going to get to actually is email from Hillary, 24 hours later, Hillary sends an email to the Egyptian prime minister. Now, remember, the actual video, we all remember the video, Susan Rice going out there, five different TV shows. This is all about a video. The one thing that wasn't brought up, and maybe it would have upset the family members of those who were killed, the four who were killed. The one thing that wasn't brought up was the fact that three days later when the bodies came back, it's on tape. Hillary whispering to one of the parents before two days later, Susan Rice going on TV and mimicking that same thing. This was all a video Well, less than 24 hours after the attack, she sends an email to the prime minister of Egypt Egypt is where the video protest was. And they had signs. They were protesting. They were, as one put it, they were uh, uh, throwing rocks and uh, yelling, yelling, as opposed to shoulder-fired missiles and mortar and all sorts of stuff. No signs down in Benghazi. No protest signs whatsoever. Hillary knew it right out of the bat, right out of the gate. She sends an email to the Egyptian prime minister. This was an attack in Benghazi, a terrorist attack, Al-Qaeda-inspired. I mean, there's a lot more detail than, uh, of this. It was really, really revealing as far as somebody like me who just likes a lot of pieces of the puzzle. There was a lot of pieces of the puzzle that the American people will never hear about when it comes to the coverage of this. The press secretary said to Hillary, there is no connection between Egypt and Libya. This is Hillary's press secretary mimicking the exact same words she sent to the Egyptian prime minister. What happened in Egypt was a protest inspired by a video. What happened in Benghazi was a terrorist attack. That's on email. They showed this email. Then they show the other email that there was no connection. Hillary's press secretary. There was no connection between Egypt and Libya. Her press secretary within the 24 hours or 48 hours came out and stated that directly. And yet here, three days later after the attack and the bodies are coming back, she whispers in one of the parents' ears that this is all about a video. And five days after the attack, Susan Wright, we all know that story. We all know that chain of events that happened. What we don't know, what I learned from these emails, that if she had her way, Hillary, we never would have seen these. And why did she want to hide them? And why did she want to destroy 30,000? Because in those 30,000 emails, I promise you, there's even deeper and more revealing information, whereas where this no connection between Egypt and Libya by her press secretary? Oh, there's gonna there would be much more detail. We'll, we have no idea if we're actually going to be able to reti- receive retrieve <laughs> the deleted emails, a la the server, and the IT company. I mean, there's redundant backups for these companies, it's their jobs. Hey, you lose all your information. You need a backup. Hillary. We know it had nothing. She's reading. They're reading the words of Hillary. We know it had nothing to do with a video. Those were Hillary's own words. At 10.08, Hillary plants the seed. Okay, so she gets... We know about Obama... And we know that uh, 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 Leon Panetta came to him at about five o'clock and said, "There's a serious problem going on in Benghazi." Told the president, "Yeah, oh, keep me informed. Uh, I, I got to go down and tweak my beer machine. Uh, I got to go down and I got to practice my bowling. You know, I bowled for the first time and I only bowled at thirty-nine. I got to go. Uh, oh, I've got a uh, I've got a campaign stop in." Uh, Las Vegas tomorrow. I got to get up at three in the morning. I got to get my sleep. He was never heard from again. They tried to ask Hillary what she was doing in those hours. Well, at four o'clock, she was informed that something was going on as Secretary of State. Four o'clock in the afternoon, that's an hour before the five o'clock Panetta on September 11th, 2012, is telling the president, We got a serious problem. 27 at well we'll get right back to this when we come back stick around folks Tim Burns for Nominal Exhibit Services. The convention business is big business. Why? Because big business is done at these conventions. 20%, 40%, half the business for the entire year can be done at these conventions. If it's time for your company to step up and you just don't know where to start, I encourage you to call Nominal Exhibit Services. Not one company does it all, but one company takes care of all the logistics, and that's Nominal Exhibit Services. Call them at 303-901-9090. Fight this little struggle that's the only way we can All right, welcome back here. And uh, I mean, this is just a... This must have happened after uh, I left for the studio here. But Hillary told... This is a headline from the Daily Caller. And there's a video attached to it. It must be the video from the actual... Boy, this is a long story. Okay, yes, it is. And it's... It's uh, Jim Jordan. Oh, man, he was sharp. (laughs) Uh, He was really sharp in his questioning, and she was flummoxed, to say the least. But the headline is, and I don't know how I missed this because I saw his, this must have been in the afternoon session, Hillary told Chelsea, her daughter, that terrorists were behind the Benghazi attack. When did she tell her daughter this? The night it happened. And that's on tape. You think the deadhead media is going to play this? <laughs> no. So at 10.08, is, this is halfway through, the attack is going on. 10.08, Hillary, and she was confronted with this. You, Hillary, were the one who planted this seed at 10.08. Five, four hours, af- uh, six hours after she's informed, Five hours after Panetta tells the president, Hillary, at 10 o'clock Washington, D.C. time, is told or plants, excuse me, plants the seed regarding the video protest. And what happened 27 minutes later? This was in testimony. 27 minutes later, Ben Rhodes. Now, Ben Rhodes, I don't think he's on board as a, you know, one of the gurus for Obama. But he's a guy who talks really fast. Typical liberal fashion. And he's just, for lack of a better word, he's just a punk. 27 minutes later, after Hillary plants the seed for a video protest to be the reason for this attack, after even knowing she's talking out the other side of her mouth, telling the Egyptian prime minister, oh, we know this is not part of a video protest, telling her daughter, that this was an attack and yet she gives information, plants the seed for this video to be the excuse going forward. Ben Rhodes is the one who designed the talking points about the video. Those talking points that none other than Susan Rice was there to make sure everybody in the country understood exactly why this happened. Now, I again I think back and I've I brought this up a couple of times. I think back about our initial well, the initial wake up call that Islamic terrorism was was coming to haunt us. 1979, we have hostages taken. That's an indication of things to come. 444 days. And then in 1983, four years later, we have the bombings. The Lebanon, the Mar- they committed an act of war against us. The war was on. Osama bin Laden, twice in the 90s, issued fatwas, an official declaration of war against the United States. But I think about the hostage situation, and I think about Jimmy Carter, inept at the economy, but he did serve in the Navy. And he did make a decision to not leave these people behind, to go rescue them when they were in danger. He sent three helicopters. He made the decision to not leave a man behind. Jimmy Carter at least did that. And I'll give him credit, it might have been his greatest moment. The mission was a failure, granted. But he stood on principle that we don't leave him. We're going to try and find a way to rescue these hostages in Iran. President Barack Obama had a real opportunity, as I've said before here, he had an opportunity to send one jet with one bomb, blow it up in that parking lot outside the consulate where those guys are on the roof, fending for their lives for eight straight hours and not hearing from anybody. Fending for themselves, thinking somebody was on the way. Because you can, I can guarantee you the first person any one of those people who died talked to, and they're on the roof, they're painting targets, they've got the lasers, they're ready for a jet to come over and leave a nice message for the quote, video protesters in the parking lot down below. Oh, that's right, with mortars. This could have been a great feather in the cap for Obama. But because he's a stand-down guy, because what's supposed to be of last resort is no resort in his world, and he's surrounded himself with these people, he could have had... A great presidential moment, because I promise you one bomb would have scattered this. It would have been over if he had made the decision right away. When Panetta comes to him and says, Mr. President, we have a situation. There is an attack. And Panetta told him it was a terrorist attack. Those were Panetta's word. Obama knew it. Hillary knew it. They all knew it had Obama made the decision right then and there. Leon, you do whatever it takes to rescue those people. I don't care what you do. You make the decision. In fact, why don't you let the, the, the leaders that I have entrusted, that know better than me, you let them make the decision on what to do. We had one plane, we had certain jets that were an hour away, certain jets that were two hours away. An hour later, one bomb in that parking lot, the thing would have been over. And because of his, of who Obama is, because of that, because he's grown up in this mentality of stand down, that America is bad, he didn't even, it didn't even cross his mind that this could have been a great opportunity, a great presidential opportunity, a great opportunity for our country. And he couldn't see it. And so this is where, when it really started to go bad, this is where the excuse make it, making started to happen. And again, it's, uh, it's pretty sad to think that because... It was all politics to them. You know, they keep painting this whole commission as being about politics. It's a partisan witch hunt. And yet everything that has to do with anything revolving around what happened in Benghazi. From the Obama side, from the Hillary side, was all about politics. There wasn't one decision made. That fit into the context of do the right thing. Now I don't know if they're going to bring her up for more testimony tomorrow. I have no idea, um, but I can. I would think that at some point, because this was brought up, didn't you have requests for help that you you simply ignored or you simply turned down, or Was it a stand-down order? Because there's plenty of people saying they were told to stand down, that a stand-down order came from somewhere. The trail to the beginning of that stand-down order, I mean, we do have a stand-down president. What they like to call last resort military force is no resort in their world. So where does the buck stop? in all of this? Well, it seems to stop in a couple of places. Again, this was very, very revealing. So when you hear on the news tonight that there's no there, there, there's nothing, the big one will be there's nothing new. And yet I know, based on how much homework I do, and actually my wife listening to me, <laughs> She knows she learned a lot, and I know I learned a lot. So there was a lot to learn there, and there's got to be more. There's more there there. All right, thanks for indulging me for this whole process, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow on The Tim Burns Show, timbernshow.com. Bye-bye.